0: Hey everyone, thanks for joining me today. First, I would like to start out with a little bit of a recap and an update about uh, what was going on in the previous show where I was telling you about the woman who had did some sort of magic and um, she was trying to make somehow her husband manifest into the neighbor's house because she was suspicious that he had an affair or at least some kind of a fling with the woman next door what she did was she did confront him about her suspicions and how she found a key in his room in, in his nightstand or whatever And a phone number. And he assured her that he had not done anything. He told her that key is a key to their house because they gave it to me because they're going on vacation and just in case anything happened because they had an incident where one of their pipes had busted in their house. So now they were kind of like scared. To go away for any length of time after something like that happens. He said, Yes, I have a key to their house because they're going to be going on vacation. And also, Yes, this is their phone number. It's not her number, it's his number. And for whatever reason, she answered, He's like, I don't know. And then he also told her, Are you out of your mind? I have never cheated on you and I've never done anything like that to you. And I don't. He's like, I I don't even know how you could have thought that type of thing about me. So that was cleared up, which is good news. What she didn't tell him is why these items were moving from house to house. She decided to leave that out, which is fine. She doesn't have to go into that detail. I I believe that that's fine because that could have actually made things really go south and perhaps ruin the entire relationship between her and her husband so with that being said there was a clearing done on the house and she has stopped I'm going to have a chat with her at a later date to ask her about these type of things that she was involved in as far as whatever type of magic and practices that she was doing because I personally have never heard of it. It doesn't mean it doesn't exist, but that was really new to me. So as far as right now, I mean, it's all, it's all settled down and it has been, it has been, um, you know, it's a, it's a done deal. So that is good news. All right, I was going to talk about the murder of President Kennedy. I got some emails with people saying, we know um, all of the conspiracy theories surrounding the assassination. It's a very deep rabbit hole. And if there are other things about it that I know, they would like to hear it. Otherwise, there were some people saying, we just... It's it's kind of like been done to death. Well, I think it has, but I think it hasn't. You know, I, I can, I'm like at odds with that. I'm a, like a 50-50. Yes, there are the things that we have heard about it pretty much all of our lives, but then there are other things that we have never heard of. And I know that when you start researching this, it just goes off in all different directions and you're left with i mean it's very complicated and you're just left almost being frustrated and just giving up because there are, it's just so much to this plot and it's very very i mean when when i think about it it's just like there are so many roads and intersections to this whole thing one of the more creepy details about this, and the reason why I find this kind of creepy is because you have to remember, this happened in 1963. It was at a time when the United States was rather, I'm not saying it was all 100% innocent, but it was rather innocent, the lifestyle of the majority of people was mom dad one car the two or three bedroom house one bathroom mom the ma- the majority of mothers were staying home and raising the children and things like this you know going to PTA meetings and all of this other stuff so there's always been of course the criminal element there's always been, you know, that that dark side of things, but for the most part, the United States was pretty I like to say G-George because it's not really innocent, but it's not really, you know, like out street smart and all that stuff. It's just kind of like, you know, it's G-George. So, this incident happened on the day of the assassination and I don't, I don't expect to hear things like this coming from 1963. So Parkland Hospital was the hospital that he was, that the president was taken to right away. After he, they blew his head off, they took him down there to Parkland Emergency And um, he was there in the hospital. You can imagine that how many phone calls and everything that that hospital was getting at that time on that day because of what had happened. Not only news journalists and all these other people calling, but just the regular citizens also calling that hospital. They had what was called a switchboard back in those days, which... I don't know how many people would work at a switchboard in a hospital of that size, but just say if there were six people manning the switchboard, people would call in and then they would plug, the switchboard operators would plug in to whatever extension that the callers were looking for, that the callers were calling for. So on this day, it was reported that some of the switchboard operators Had gotten a phone call from a child. They said it sounded like a little boy and he was crying. And he said, I want to talk to my dad. And this little boy was crying. And when the operator would say, Who's your dad? the little boy would say, John F. Kennedy. And then he would start laughing. And hang up the phone. So to me, this is a creepy incident because of the time frame. Because, I mean, if something like that happened today, all right. We're kind of used to this sort of thing more so. I would believe that people were used to in the early 60s. So it's like, who in the world would do something like this. I do not happen to believe that a little kid back in 1963 would go and pick up a phone book and look for the number for the hospital and then call it to do this prank. I know it could have been an older person, but somehow it just seems to me, and when I first heard about this, I just got this picture, like in a flash, of somebody putting a kid up to doing this. I got that image in my mind when I heard about this. But it also seems like this kid, whoever whoever he was kind of enjoyed this kind of enjoyed this crank call because to laugh at the end before hanging up was something that to me because like once again it was a flash of this image and this this thing happening to me while I believe that whoever the kid was, whoever the child was who did this, was put up to it, I do not believe that he was put up to laughing. And I, I cannot tell you why I believe this. Because when you see these images, when you, when you get this type of a, of a thing, I, like almost like a message, the way that I got this, it's because... You're almost there. It's like I'm almost there to witness this. So that's why I can say it with confidence. We'll never know. And actually, how many people even know about this incident? And I believe it happened a couple of times. I had never heard about this. You can look into it if you want to, but, um, you know, that's why I say it's creepy, because of the time period. When I think of 1963, I think of, like, Dennis the Menace and uh, Ozzie and Harriet. So that's why, to me, that story is rather disturbing for the time. The... The place, the location where this murder took place is questionable also. And it's because Dealey Plaza itself has a symbolism there. And it is occultic. It's an occultic location. I was there, like I told you guys, but this is before I knew a lot of this stuff. But once again, I mean, I would really like to go back there. But I do know that the location itself is occultic. Even the date, the date that this happened, if you do the numbers, you'll see it. You'll realize what is going on here, as well as the actual murder out in the street Blowing his head off the way they did, just the way this whole thing went down, screams at us. Some of us hear it, some of us don't. But it screams at me, just so violent, so brutal, and so blatant to do something like this. Is just, I mean, of course, it's an act of violence, but it's an act of extreme violence. When you hear about um, people when they would say, yes, annihilate someone with extreme violence, like don't just kill them, but it has to really pack a punch and make a statement. Well, this really did. And the energy that took place there in 1963 is still there. It's almost like you're in the center of a tornado. You can feel it. It's something that's never ever going to go away. The And, and uh, to try to explain this is rather difficult. Because the energy there... Of course, there's fear. The fear actually came from the spectators, the people who were there to see the president, to see the motorcade go by. That's where the fear comes from. Doesn't come from the president because there wasn't even enough time for him to be scared. But... What comes out of that side is more like confusion. Like that feeling that you don't, you don't realize what's happening. It just was something that happened so fast. In an instant, there was confusion and then there's nothing. As well as um, from Jacqueline Kennedy, there was confusion. There was um, then that that feeling of flight. I'm getting the fuck out of here. That feeling. There are many people who say that when she tried to climb out the back of that car, she was going to pick up the piece of his skull that had been blown off and out the back of that car. I don't think so. I think that she was in shock and it was flight. She had been traumatized and all she knew was that she had to get out of there. That was something that was seared in her Psyche for the rest of her life. How in the world can you ever be the same? Bad enough. If someone that you're just acquainted with, if that happens, or it just happens in front of you to someone you don't even know, but let alone a family member that, you know, your husband, you're sitting right next to him. And I don't care about people saying, well, he was a womanizer and this and that. You know what? I really don't care about that because that does not make this okay. That does not make what happened, oh, well, you know, he was a womanizer, so it's not that bad. Give me a break here. There is no justification for this. There just isn't. So. There is a ritual. When I saw this. All these years. You know. I've been watching this. Every November. They bring it out. And they bring out that film. And they show us over and over again. And. I was just Even when I was a kid, when I first started seeing these, and it's like, you know, there's just something more to this. There's just something more. Well, come to find out, there is a ritual, and it's called um, like the, the killing of the king, something like that. And it's supposed to be a Masonic ritual. And that's what this, I mean, it looks like it to me. You can go and look into this. I'm pretty, it's, I'm pretty sure it's not the murder of the king. It, it might be, but it's like the killing of the king or the murder of the king, something like that. And it is a Masonic ritual. Oh, yes. And when you read up on that and you see what that entails and then you see what happened in the JFK murder, you realize that, okay, well, yeah, this was a ritual. This was a ritual killing. I've already said before that my belief for the, I mean, as far as why and the reasons, I believe that there are many. I don't think, I don't think for a minute that there's only one. I think there are many. And that's why there were many different agencies that got together to do this. And that's why it was able to be covered up for all these years. I mean, just look. Also, remember, in 1963, you could, come on. Come on, really? Nowadays, it's a lot different. Nowadays, if they want to, okay, they can just find whoever did it, find the real person, and there you go, you're in jail. But back then, they had all these different things happening all at the same time, and then they try to say that Oswald murdered him With this bolt-action rifle, I don't believe that it was very accurate to begin with. And just because Oswald had been in the Marine Corps for a couple of years does not in any way make him a friggin' sharpshooter person. So it's not like everybody who's in the Marine Corps is a sniper. So they're trying to make this guy... Look like oh yeah he was a sniper and he just fired all these rounds very accurately at the president and um, killed him with this bolt action rifle um, no and uh, there have been people who have done this and that yeah you know what it's possible I mean you can you can uh, kill or do whatever to someone with um anything but it's the way it was done I'm not saying it's not possible but the way it was done and the time sequence okay it was like bam and then bam and it hit the target no 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 and then they try to say that this bullet one of the bullets they called it the magic bullet because they said oh yeah it came this way and it hit the governor who was in the front seat and then it kind of like made this turn and then it went and hit the president. You know, um, I shoot a lot of different types of weapons. I have fired many different types of weapons and I have never fired one that can actually make a U-turn or make a right or left. I just, I have never found any type of um, bullet that is able to do that, whether I'm firing it from a pistol or a rifle. So all of these things that they were putting forth as far as their information was just so much bullshit. But you also have to remember that when this happened, the country was traumatized. Whether they liked it, Him or not, you know, not everyone, not 100% of the country is ever going to like the president. That just is never going to happen because we're all individual. But even the people who didn't care for JFK were traumatized because this was at a time when the majority of the country was like, oh yes, United States is the greatest country in the world and we are... Oh, this and that, and we're just the best here. So it was very, very traumatizing. So people weren't paying attention to all of these silly details that nowadays we look at and say, Well, this is impossible. This is a lie. As well as there was a time in between when the plane with the casket, with the president's body, landed. I guess it was Bethesda, Maryland. Don't, don't, um, I mean, you got to check this. I want to say, okay, but I'm not 100% sure that it, it was Bethesda. That it did go from Texas to Bethesda, but I believe so. And then there was a guard that accompanied the casket that contained the president's body. Well, it's been said that after the plane landed and they rolled the casket into the car that was going to take it to wherever, I don't know, the mortuary or wherever, that it actually drove off without the guard that was accompanying accompanying it. And for so many minutes, they did not th- know the location of the casket or where it had gone. So, between certain parts of this body traveling, they say, when it left Parkland, his head was in this condition. When it landed... And got to uh, point number two, it was in a completely different condition. As if someone had went in there, okay, and kind of like moved tissue and moved stuff around so that the trajectory could not be seen. They could not see where and uh, what route this bullet traveled, Because they had done something. I guess like scrambled it around a little bit. Now, I don't know if this is accurate. But it just seems like given everything else that's hidden about this. I mean, I would not doubt it for one minute that this really did happen. And it just... All right, we know that this happened. We know it was traumatizing. We know there were many different reasons. It was a multi-pronged event for multi-different reasons. There were many different agencies that wanted this guy gone. And as well as once he was not president anymore, they knew that they could get rid of Robert Kennedy, who was at the time attorney general, who was going after the mafia and so many different things. So there were many people who, or agencies, who benefited from this one killing. When you're looking into certain things that happen, and it's difficult to figure out, you have to look at, okay, who benefits? Well, in this case, there were many beneficiaries. And it's it's a very even though it's been so many years, it's a very sad thing for this country to censor the information and to not let the people know and to still feed us that fucking bullshit and that, those fucking lies about this. And, you know, I don't cuss a lot but this kind of thing should make us at least a little wary. It should make us think about how we are presented with so called news, so called facts, so called truths. Well, whose truths are these? Oh, well, they're just going to tell us what happened and tell us what to believe. And we're just going to be good little boys and girls and believe this. I just can't do it. And while this happened before my time, it bothers me. And then you've got his brother, Robert Kennedy that's another thing we'll get into later. When I first started looking into this and this the Kennedy family, I I used to say if I believed in curses, I would say that this family is cursed. Well, now fast forward to 2021, and I do know that there are such things as curses and there are curses that follow the bloodline. There are bloodline curses, family curses. And part of this seems to be what we're looking at here. There's just so much within this family. And I don't care if he was a Democrat. I wouldn't care if he was a Republican. I wouldn't care if he was a libertarian, whatever you want to call them. This thing that happened, this murder, there is no justification for this at all. And for the others either. Then you look at some of the people who tried to do good, who tried to put Put the best that they've got out there, which I believe John F. Kennedy was trying to do. I believe that he had the best interest of the United States. And that's what he was trying to do. He was really trying to be the president. And I have heard people say before, the biggest mistake that John Kennedy made was believing that he really was the president. That he really could do certain things. Just like Robert Kennedy. If, if John Kennedy would have been allowed to be president for two terms. If Robert Kennedy would have been allowed to be president. And so on. We would be living in a very different America. America this country would have benefited greatly but we'll never know we can only speculate when i read about it when i look at some of the videos and things like this i just i just think to myself this country would be in such a better place right now had these two been able to carry out what they wanted to do. And it's a real crime and disservice done to us. Even though it happened a long time ago, we are still feeling the effects. Let's we cannot forget this guys just because, you know, history affects us. The civil war in the 1800s, it still affects us. Martin Luther King Jr. another one murdered for for what? He wasn't harming anyone. He was trying to lift people up. So you ask yourself, yeah, why did that happen? Exactly. And it there are there are many And it's the way that it's done. It's done to traumatize the people. And I believe that one of the big reasons that these men were murdered is because they were looking to unify. They were not looking to segregate. They were looking to unify the people, to unite the people. And that is the biggest fear that, I, I mean, I don't know what to call them, um, the, the dark side, okay? I'll call them the dark side. That is their biggest fear for people to be united because if the people are united, They all realize who is oppressing them. They all realize what's really happening. But as long as we are kept apart and they tell us, oh, the people who have money don't like the people who don't. The people who have nice cars don't like the people who have to take the bus. The people who can eat steak and lobster don't like the people who have to eat Hamburger Helper. As long as they tell people this stuff. Over and over again. That's what they do. They tell you over and over again. Oh, the, the Catholics don't like the Baptist. Once they start repeating it and repeating it, And certain people will start to believe it. And that's where the separation starts. And that's where the fighting starts. So the word unification is very, very scary to them. The people who don't want that. The people who want to keep us in bondage. Because let's face it, guys. We are all pretty much in bondage of one type or another. So, so many, there are so many good people out there and they're like, oh no, they're very intelligent. They're very, they care about everyone. They care about the country, the state of the nation. They care about this. They want to make things better, but oh no, they're not going to run for president because they know it's going to happen. They know. So, all of the presidents, this is only my personal belief. I'm not asking anyone to believe me. But all of the presidents after JFK have pretty much been puppets. There were puppets before John F. Kennedy, of course. I do not believe John F. Kennedy was a puppet. I and mean, if he was a puppet, he'd still be alive. Or, you know, he still would have been president for two terms or whatever. But when you look around, I mean, well, come on. What do we got? Really, think about it, What we got? So this crime still affects us to this day. And it will continue. It'll lessen because there i mean you can only go down so far before you're just in the in the mud okay so at that point it will have done what it was meant to do so the effect will have lived its course and done what it was supposed to, even though it took so many years. It doesn't have to happen right away. Things take time to go all the way down to where we're just, you know, like. Um, oh, I don't want to. I don't want to say other, the name of any other place, but you know, till we're all the way down in the dirt. So that's that's what I've got. And um, I am not a political person, but this is beyond politics. Because this is almost a personal attack. And I find it criminal, but in reality... Most of the criminals who took part in this are now gone. There are some who were really, really young, who are still alive. And there are people out there who do know exactly what happened. I saw an interview with this guy on TV a few years ago. And they asked him, do you know what happened to um, Jimmy Hoffa? And he said, yes, I know what happened to Jimmy Hoffa. And I will tell you that... They will never find his body. And then they asked him, uh, "Do you happen to know anything about the murder of President Kennedy?" And he said, "Yes, I know who were the players in the murder of President Kennedy." He wasn't going to say who it was, but he knew. He knew, and he knows, and I believe him because he was an, he was a member of some very, very notorious groups and he was in the high places himself and he was just matter of fact so that'll probably um, be the last time that I speak about this and um, you know it's almost like nowadays when I start looking and i have a question and I'll start looking into it or I'll ask people because I still ask certain people what they think. But it's very sad. It's a, a very sad thing. And a lot of people who don't know history, and I'm not saying that, I'm just, you know, a, a historical scholar because I'm not, but people who do not know any history. See, we don't know what's been done to us. And the the further back and the more you start looking at certain things, you start to realize, man, you know what? We've been lied to. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say quite a bit, but we have just been out and out lied to. I'm not the type of person who's just going to say, oh, oh, well, no, I have to continue to, you know, um, sometimes I feel like digging and sometimes I don't because I think to myself, well, what am I going to do about it now? I'm just one person and what what am I going to do? I've got no resources. I've got no, I'm not a high profile person. What am I going to do? Well, this is what I'm going to do because maybe, just maybe out of Everyone who hears this, somebody will pick it up and then continue. And maybe you will have a larger voice. And you will be able to get it out there and get people looking not only into this, but in just two other historical things that happened also that are affecting us. Even today, and that's one of the worst parts about it, like it's it still sucks, probably even more for us, so I just uh you know it it makes me uh it irritates me, it just makes me a little bit angry, so that's pretty much all I've got, and I'm going to tell you about something else that uh, took place on Christmas Eve. Isn't that special? We got a really, really big present on Christmas Eve one year. I will be talking about that next month. I'm not going to go into that right now. But when you start hearing more and more little tidbits of things, you start being able to put the pieces together and realize that, yeah, there is definitely... Something rotten going on. I never say, oh, something rotten in Denmark. I usually say there's something rotten in Wisconsin. Not because of Wisconsin itself. But because why use Denmark? We're in America. So, that's just what I've been saying for all of my... Yeah, there's something rotten in Wisconsin. I guess you could change it around and use any state you want. Or even any city. Oh, yeah, there's... Something rotten in uh... Temecula. <laughs> okay. Anyways, guys, that's all I've got right now. I'm going to be back in a couple of days, and we're going to talk about some stuff that's going on as far as a paranormal that is starting to intensify, where I'm going to let you know about that as well as, you know, those solar light things are continuing to happen. And we're, it seems that we're getting more and more reports about this. And I, I mentioned this before, that one of the reasons I believe that this is happening is because we have less daylight now. So now you've got people who are coming back from the the market or coming back from the store and it's already getting dark and so they're out in the dark more often now and so that's why we're getting more of these type of reports as well as just some more sightings of unusual things and stuff like that. We'll be getting into that and I will be also talking about some uh i've got some emails about um it was a high profile person that used to come and do interviews back in the nineties, and they were asking me about him and I will um be talking a little bit about him and some of the things that he experienced all right thanks for joining me, you guys. I really really do appreciate it, and you know you can always contact me whether you want to ask me a question you want to critique me you want to Um, let me know if something that you're interested in that maybe we can discuss. Okay. Maybe underscore Maria at outlook.com. I'd love to hear from you guys. I'd love to hear from everyone. So have a great Friday evening and I will be talking to you soon. Ciao.